everybody, welcome to Mogul Talk with Darcel Lari, where success is just a byproduct of who we are. It's your girl, your host, Darcel, where every week I'll be bringing you a Mogul Minute of inspiration, new topics, and surprise guests. Stay tuned. It's time for your Mogul Minute of inspiration. Can I get a drum roll, please? And today's quote is, a person should never invest in a relationship they wouldn't want their children in. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. A person should never invest in a relationship they wouldn't want their children in. See, I'm a firm believer, and we're going to have a guest today, um, Jordan Israel, who's going to talk about his new book, right, Love Almost Kills Me. And when I think about love and when I think about relationships, we have to also think about if we are in a healthy relationship, you know, a lot of times we end up in toxic relationships, myself included, right? Um, and so sometimes you have to also be mindful of, is this something I would, if I were to have children or if you already have children, is this something you would want them to be in? Would you advise them? Would you give them the advice to be in this type of relationship? If it is not, then that is a clear indicator that that's not the relationship for you. I'm a firm believer in one, seeking out therapy, right? Getting the right accountability, getting the right tribe around you that can motivate you, help you to be in a healthy space and healing those wounds, right? And so that you can be a whole person and whole person attracts whole person so that you can be in a healthy relationship and be able to thrive and succeed. And that was your Mogul Minute of Inspiration. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Mogul Talk with Darcel Laurie. It's your girl, Darcel, and we are back for another episode. And we have a special guest, Jordan Israel, and we just have to, like, like we just got to chop it up with him. And he's doing so many amazing things. But let me tell you, it's kind of a running list of what he's accomplished. Jordan Israel is a multifaceted creative professional with a passion for content creation as an author, entrepreneur, and event curator. Jordan has established himself as a creative force to be reckoned with in the entertainment industry. Jordan earned a degree in digital film and video production from the Art Institute of Pittsburgh, where he honed his skills as a visual storyteller. Since then, he has utilized his talents to create compelling content across a variety of mediums, including film, television, and digital media. Jordan's entrepreneurial spirit has led him to, uh, to found several uh, successful ventures, including a content creation agency and production company. He has also partnered with major brands and organizations to create a range of events from art shows to tech conferences. One of Jordan's notable accomplishments includes the create the creation of an art show sponsored by Dr. Martins. The event showcased the work of up-and-coming artists and garnered critical acclaims for its innovative approach to art curation. Additionally, Jordan partnered with Foresight Ventures to curate an event centered around LA Tech Week at Soho Warehouse in Los Angeles, California, one of my favorite places to go. The event brought together some of the brightest minds in technology and innovation and served as a platform for networking and collaboration. Jordan's dedication to, to the creative process is evident in all of his uh, in all of his endeavors, and he continues to push the boundaries of what is possible in the world of content creation. Let me just tell you, he also is a friend of mine. We've also worked together on projects. 
This man, I am so, so proud of, and I'm just honored to have Jordan on my show. I'm just talking about all the amazing things that he's done. We already see he's well-equipped, and I just can't wait to get into it. So, Jordan, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I appreciate you so much. You're and, so um, welcome. I'm, I'm definitely happy to see that you're still in this space, and you're, you're, you're doing what you love, so that's that's important. Yes. And I think for those who don't know, like Jordan was like a part of like me launching into journalism and being, uh, you know, my person behind the scenes and really pushing me and motivating me and believing in me. So I'm just like, I'm happy for this full circle moment that Definitely we get to have and just like highlight your amazing accomplishments. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And like you said, like a full circle moment it is. I remember running around with you, grabbing content, and now here we are. Like, it's amazing. It's amazing. This is amazing. Yes. So thank you again. So Mogul fan, we're going to get into how you can follow Jordan. But first, we want to get into this book that you have, okay? You are an author. That's one of the things that wasn't in your bio yet. But we're going to introduce <laughs> you now as the author, Jordan Israel. And I'm just so proud of you. Like, I'm so, so Thank proud you. of you. Can you tell us, like, the title of your book? And how did you come up with this title? Because this title got me. Like, I was like, what's this book about? <laughs> so it's, um, it's called Love Almost Killed Me. I'm trying to do a better job. I told myself um, going into this new year, I'm going to, like, really hone in on the author title and mm. really, you know, um, take that take that and run with it because um it's not often you you know you, you're able to create a body of work and you know put it out to the masses this way so um I'm, I'm definitely gonna ride this wave of being an author but um the love almost killed me title it really I came up with the title following my breakup um I was in a relationship for like two and a half years and I was going back and forth trying to decide what I wanted to focus on during that time and my passion was really into doing things that would fulfill myself. So I wanted to really just like, you know, be honest um, and, and be raw. And the title kind of just stuck once I was writing everything down, like different titles for the book. I was like, you know what? Love almost killed me. And then I just said, you know, I can relate to that. Like, it's something that everybody probably can relate to. So I just like, I'm gonna just go with it. Yeah, I mean... First of all, that title is so catchy. Like it, it, it just hooks you because you're like, oh my gosh, what is this about? And like you said, a lot of people like myself can relate to the title alone. Like love, you know, love be doing its thing sometimes. You know? <laughs> it does. It sometimes it does. feels like it's trying to take you out of here. But you know, we're gonna get into like what healthy love looks like and relationships and things like that. But what I know you said that, you know, the title of the book was inspired, you know, and you writing the book was inspired by your breakup. What made you feel like, you know, people just usually just go through breakups, you know, they have a little, their, their little song list, you know, their little playlist that they're singing during their breakup moment. But what yeah. made you think like, I need to write a book, you know? Uh, just realizing that I had a next level that I needed to get to. Um, and, you know, I had huge success with my first novel, Clout, A Dangerous Drug. And with me going through the relationship situation, I felt that this was needed for me to express myself and to challenge myself as an author. Um, it's like you put out one book, it's like, OK, cool. But like when you sit down and you ask yourself, can I do it again? It's like, all right, I'm going to challenge myself to write another one. Because it's like the first one, I'm like, all right, that was, you know, to establish myself as an author. But now I'm really 
putting my foot in the sand and saying, you know, this is this is my body of work and I'm going to continue to keep on going. Now, what can you tell us a little bit more about the book? Like, what's it about? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So honestly, the book is about a guy who meets a girl, obviously, um, and he meets a woman, he falls for her. Um, but then he happens to run into somebody from his past. And, you know, we have situations that in life, when you go into life, you know, a lot of stuff you don't heal all the way from or a lot of doors you don't close before you open a new one. So it's kind of like this guy is in a situation where now he's torn between two women and it gets kind of it gets kind of tricky. So in a situation, I don't want to give the story away too much, um, you know, love almost kills him you know wow pretty much <laughs> yeah well i mean if you had two women that you're deciding between <laughs> it's not it's, well, well, let me, let me, it's, it's not it's not it's not like that though it's kind of like you know sometimes it could get like a situation where you have somebody that's just not over you they always say a woman scoring is the most dangerous thing so it's not all the time that you know you could think that it's over and getting but you got to communicate it um that's true the right way you gotta end things the right way that is true um and it's it's funny because like you like you said communication is key that's one of the biggest things that they say when it comes to like relationships right um and if you do not communicate properly that it's over or there's this line in the sands the person can feel like okay well I'm still interested or feel led on or I mean I feel like we've all man or woman we've all been in that situation so this sounds like a hundred percent like like this sounds like an interesting book like I yeah it's spicy it's spicy for sure like it's a nice spicy read well the title says did love almost kill you so you don't have to say what you know out of all your relationships that you have experienced it doesn't have to be one specific relationship have you experienced that like where love almost killed you and can Abs absolutely absolutely so um, I'ma just be full out transparent. Um yeah. I was, real, I'm over talk, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was in a relationship, like I said, and um prior to this relationship, I was um, you know, I have a daughter. Uh my daughter is now six years old. So um prior to the relationship that I just got out of, um, my main focus was, you know, just my daughter and you know, once you realize that you can't really you know, you don't want to, like, I didn't want to go backwards in a sense of, like, me and her mom, um, we had, like, a relationship, and we butted heads because we were so young, trying to figure out this whole parenting thing, mm -hmm. and, yeah, so when I moved to LA, she's still in Philadelphia, so when I moved to LA, this was in 20, I want to say, like, 2018, 2019, um, I was like, all right, I'm going to go move to LA, my daughter's one years old, and I'm like, all right, uh, let's let's figure out how to get you here, um, because I need my family with me if I'm going to be on this journey. I want you guys here with me. So the whole time I'm here, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, everything in terms of how I can get them here, working the prices, because LA is expensive. Yeah. So at the time, this is how crazy it was, and how much I put on my shoulders, but like responsibility-wise, at the time I'm paying for her her phone bill so I'm noticing like all right like why is she not answering my calls like it's you know it's a time difference but I know she's up right now because I told her what time I get off of work 
et cetera. So, you know, you go searching for things, you will find it. So, so y'all were still in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, we were like still distance. Okay. Yeah, when I had moved, we were still in a relationship. So it was like, this was, this was like I said, 2018, 2019. So I was like, you know, head over heels, still trying to figure out how to keep my family together. Um, being, you know, being a parent and everything. So, um, like I said, I, I checked the phone call log because you can do so mm-hmm. when you have like the whole little paying for the phone bill. You could check the call log. So I right. kept noticing it. It was a number that kept popping up, and I'm like, all right. So I put my phone next to the caller. I'm like, I'm calling at this same time, and you're not answering. So now I see this number here. So you know, it's one of those things as a man where you know your ego. We have ego. Men, we have yeah, ego. So true. my ego, my blood was boiling. I'm like, what in the world? What is going on? Da, 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 da. <laughs> and come to find out, like, she was seeing somebody else. You know, I guess the long distance thing couldn't really, like, you know, not everybody's built for a long distance relationship. So, um, you know, I came home one day, um, pulled up to her house, and, you know, I'm there, we're talking. And the guy pulls right up to the crib, like knocks on the wow. door, super, super bold. And I'm like, it just hit me right in the face. And that's when I realized, I was like, you know, L.A. probably is just best for me to just be there right now. Like, it's probably just best for me to be out in L.A. and yeah. just focus on myself. There's no bad blood. I just want to be, you know, a dad to my daughter. Whatever mm-hmm. you got going on, go ahead. You got it. I ain't mad at it, you know. And I just kind of left it at that and haven't looked back since. We still on the co-parenting journey. I'm. You know, everything is good and kosher now, but, you know, coming to that realization, like, sometimes when we're committing to people, like, my, what I want and what I'm focused on might not be the same thing that you want, and that's okay, but, you know, we have to learn how to communicate, so that almost took me out, because I was really, like, if I wasn't strong mentally like I am now, like, to this day, I probably would have been like, no, I'm gonna fight over you because I love you, we have a child, but I'm not that kind of guy, I'm not about to just throw everything away for that. Right. So you feel like love's almost killed you, like emotionally, like the heartbreak and yeah. the, the the betrayal, you know, and all that type yeah. of stuff. Yeah, because a lot of people aren't built for the like that that reality. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times, like with men, like I said, with our egos, you're not built for how to handle a situation. Like when the person you want to be with and you just procreated with, like you're not ready for the realness of it. Like, all right, I'm away. Right. So it's like, all right, me being away, you probably are vulnerable. You probably want somebody to talk to that's that's there. Somebody might be there, and we're young. So it's like yeah. being 22, 23, like, you want to still have fun. I get it, you right. know, but, you know, I feel like you that. You communicate that, you know, instead exactly. of feeling like there's something and there's really, you know, you're not on the same page. And I think that's exactly. where, like, a lot of relationships go wrong is where, I mean, people are not on the same page. And that's why you have to communicate and communicate often um, about expectations, about needs as someone, you know, because we keep it real, we'll talk with Darcel Lari, you know, as someone who is divorced, you know, um, it was, I had to love, like your title, like really took me, like, because like love almost killed me, you know, um, yeah. there was emotionally, mentally. And like you said, thank God that we're like strong people because some yeah. people don't make it out of heartbreak. Like some people, you know, really when you feel betrayed, when you feel like you're not on the same page, or when you feel like you're putting in more effort than somebody else, 
you know, that really could take a toll on people. People do all kind of crazy things, whether to themselves or whether to other people when like when you're heartbroken. And 100%. so it's so, so important for one. I'm I'm a firm believer in therapy. Like, did you decide to do therapy? Because I, I, I signed myself right on up for therapy. Listen, I'm still in therapy. I'm still in therapy to this day. Thanks. Like therapy is without therapy. Um. Because not only with, like, the relationship situations, like, just in life in general, like, you know, coming from, you know, the East Coast, Philadelphia, that Jersey area as well, is like, you know, and then, you know, experiencing life other places, like, you have places here in Los Angeles that are beautiful, but then you also have, like, the urban communities where, you know, we, we, we can't, you know, violence is all around us, you can't escape it, right? So it's like when we grow up in these environments, we lose people so young and at a young age. And, you know, a lot of people are learning, you know, fend for themselves and stuff like that. So yeah. it's like you need to be able to heal properly. And that comes by, you know, talking to people and, you know, not bottling it up. So definitely therapy. Therapy helped me so much because I, for a long time, was just like after that situation, like my parents are still together. My parents been high school sweethearts. So, like, I felt like I let them down. I'm like, you know what? I feel like I let my parents down because I had, here I am having a baby and not being with the mom. So, I'm right. like, you know, parents, when they're old school, they they look at that like, uh-uh, y'all not supposed to shack up right. together until you marry. Oh, uh, you having a baby. Uh, well, you know how it goes. So I know how just, it goes. Yeah, so it's just like with things like that, you just, you know, as a young man and, you know, on your journey, you definitely have to seek some type of, counseling therapy whatever it's going to take to you know get those emotions out and move forward properly yeah and I love that you say that as a black man because you know in the black and brown community I think it's now getting more cooler to go to therapy like I feel like this up-and-coming generation is now making it more normalized but for so right. long especially like our parents generation it wasn't normalized to go to therapy. It's like whatever happens in the house stays in the house. And it's like, right. no, you should be able to talk about your feelings. You should be able to talk about what you're going through. I mean, that transition from East Coast to West Coast, that's a huge transition. So like you said, going to therapy, not just for relationships, but also for transitions in life. Also just to make sure that you're a whole healthy person. And like you said, I'm still in therapy as well because I'm like, look, I want to be healthy and whole. So when I'm dating again and with the next person that I feel like I'm bringing less baggage, you know, to the table, but I'm bringing more of a whole version of ourselves. So I commend you, especially as a black man, um, going to therapy because so many people don't, you know? And yeah. did you have a squad? Like I had a squad that helped me through heartbreak. Did you have like a a tight circle that you kind of vented to, or did you feel like you had to go through it alone? So I always talk to my parents. My parents are like, my they know every single thing about me because God forbid anything yeah. happens to me, I don't want anybody to give them like they hear something like, no, Jordan wasn't. No, my parents know. Okay, so. That's good. Um, I talked to my parents about everything, and then also I have my best friend. My best friend, he um he just moved recently, probably about like a month ago. But he's the one I came out here and I moved in with, and um like he's married now. He has his kids. He's he's good. So like when I when I talk to him, it's more about like how did you know your wife was the one for you? How did you know like you know how you were juggling working and coming home and being a husband and a father like. And I always kept people around me that were older than me that I could learn. 
hurting from. Like, I don't want, like, people my age necessarily to just talk to all the time because a lot of people my age aren't married or they don't understand um, some of the things that I'm doing with, like, being a business owner, being, like, an entrepreneur. entrepreneur's like, own entity, yeah. You know, so it's like, that. yeah, they can't relate. They can't relate to, like, some of the things that we have to go through and still keep our head on straight to conduct business the right way. So I feel like um, my circle has been like a lot of mentorship, like the guy that um, that, that owns the publishing company that I go through my book with, his name is uh, Just Mike the Poet. He, um, he's he been someone that I've been talking to. Yeah, so he's been someone that I've been talking to and he's helped me tremendously. Like I probably would say without him, these books probably wouldn't have happened because when I told him the idea of me being an author, he just encouraged it full out. And it was about like expressing myself. And, you know, that was a part of the healing process because I would write in my journal every day, like the therapy. So it kind of worked itself out. So I definitely had some people around me that were great mentors and just helped me stay on the right path and express myself. Yeah. That's a, that's amazing because I feel like, you know, with, uh, when you're experiencing relationships, I feel like, especially when you're trying to be intentional, right? Like you said, you're trying to have a family, you know, a tight knit family. And I think there's societal pressures to that. As you were mentioning, like not only from parents and not wanting to disappoint them, especially, you know, having your parents married, um, still married to this day, which is a blessing. But I think also there's societal pressures around that. And so having different people, like you said, who are older, wiser, that can be able to speak into the space that you want to be in one day, which I'm assuming it sounds like married, you know, with kids and, and, you know, having a blended family and all that. So I think having that, those mentors or those close friends who are already there and in those spaces and your parents are great examples um, because marriage is not for the faint at heart. Um, it's definitely, you know, it's communication, 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 and making sure that there's two whole people going into a relationship and not just someone who's trying to figure themselves out because that's not going to work in marriage, you know? Right, making right. Sure Both of you are two people who are working on each other, you know, on themselves. And um, yeah, so, okay. So we talked about your book. We talked about what it's about. And what advice now, so having some, you know, relationship experience and going through what you have gone through, like you said, your title of your book, Love Almost Killed You, right? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, is there any advice that you would give to somebody else, whether it's Black men or just people in general or men in general? Like, what advice would you give to someone who's thinking about a relationship or going through what you, something similar? What's some advice you would give to them? Um. Probably when it comes to relationships, like just really dating one another and creating those boundaries and um, having those uncomfortable conversations and being passionate and being honest. Um, Our generation, like my generation, um, like I feel like we glamorize the wrong things when it comes to what a relationship is supposed to be. So it's kind of like breaking out of that mind frame of what social media intends for a relationship to be and just being honest with one another because like, you ask somebody today, like, hey, what is dating? And somebody's going to be like, oh, uh, you know, it's just going out to eat and, you know, a God pays for this and he does that. And But it's like dating to me has changed. Like it, is, it, it evolved to something way more different. It's like being my friend. Like I want to actually grow to like the person right. that I'm with. Like I don't want to be with somebody and then five, six years from now, like say we get married and I never liked you. Like I just was just married. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's like I want to like you gotta you gotta just actually like the person, take your time with them, date, be honest, and let them know what it is as well. Like you know, a lot of people are afraid to. You know what? I I am talking to somebody else right now that has my attention, but you don't want to find out later on down the road. So just being honest and being intentional. Yes. Naps for that because kudos to you for just realizing that like um relationships are not just dates and we're gonna get into um you know what's going viral but what people think dating is but I love that you have discovered that like no actually dating is finding your best friend because if you're gonna get married you have to like that person not just love that person you have to actually like them because right. there's certain days in marriage in relationships they're gonna get on your last nerve and you need to still feel like oh no that's still my friend though like right, right. I love you but you still my friend I may not like you right now but that's still my friend and I'm not going to disrespect my friend, you know, I'm going right. to be good to my friend. So I think that type of dynamic is so, so important. And you kind of mm-hmm. threw me a little layup because, you know, what's gone viral when we talk about dating is this list that has been circulating social media on this. I don't know who created it. I don't know if it's a man or woman a collaboration. Um, I don't know if it's Gen Z. I definitely don't think it's millennials, but I don't know. <laughs> but when they talk about this list of where to go on a first date, and it felt like there's like nowhere to go on a first date because you can't go to church. You can't go, <laughs> you can't go to the Waffle House. You can't go to Cheesecake Factory, which I was highly offended because yeah, I was I saw Factory. And then you can't go to ice cream dates, coffee dates. I'm like, so where can yeah. you go? So what's your thoughts on this list that has gone viral on people really like, I feel like saying that you can't practically go anywhere unless it's a five-star restaurant. Uh, again, that goes back to what these, these social media heads think. Like they think that you have to spend $400, $500 on a first date. That's how you go broke. I didn't see Facts. anything wrong. I didn't see anything wrong with Cheesecake Factory or Red Lobster. Like, <laughs> I thought that was cool. Happy hour there. You can get a nice little bang for your buck and Come have a on. good conversation. So yeah. I didn't find nothing wrong with that. But again, like, you know, everybody has, you know, what they want to consider to be like, you know, appropriate these days. And, you know, that's what makes dating so difficult. And half of the reason why I'm still single is just because, I fell along those lines. Like when I saw that first date list, I'm like, wow, like I never took any of my first dates here. I need to. I should hey. have. Like I took them to Katana. We went to Katana. We went <laughs> we, we went we went to Roof Chris. Like I should have hey. did all of that. Like they didn't deserve that. And I had people tell me that all the time. They were like, yeah, man, what are you doing? I feel like that's a, I feel like that's Roof Chris is a second date. Like if they really yeah, I'm tripping. first date, like they have to pass the first date test. And if they pass the first, like the first day and y'all vibe and y'all really like each other, then okay, the second date, I got you. Like we stepping it up. But at least I think people are like undermining good conversation. Like all yeah, you and I, I blame us men. I blame us men for this too. Like I take full responsibility because like so many times people like I told you as men we have egos. So I feel like True. sometimes like, you know, we could we could mess the whole perception of what reality really is by how we approach things so like i'm at fault for that like i'm guilty this is me admitting it like on your podcast i'm guilty of it because <laughs> a lot of people like i said that didn't deserve katana and if anybody that's listening doesn't know what katana is like you come to la you go to katana they got the best lamb chops in the city like sushi chops. sushi <laughs> all of that so it's like you're easily spending 150 to 
200 300 right. just on, on one you know what i mean one sit down so definitely uh i messed the game up because i'm pretty sure every girl after that was like no nah, i'm not going to cheesecake factory yeah, you probably had right. them spoiled they're like hold up jordan like <laughs> took me here so yeah i'm the blame and the other guy was messing up already like you know he didn't have a chance um yeah, I'm, I'm the blame <laughs> Uh, well, I think like, I think a lot of people in today's society want Instagrammable moments versus real relationships. That's the you one. Know? And That's I'm like, one. we need to have real relations. We need to bring real relationships back, sustainable, lasting relationships back and not just Instagrammable moments. Okay. Cause people the want, they don't want to go to Cheesecake Factory. Cause if they go to Ruth Chris, they can like, you know, do a little real, do a little like this is where he took me. But it's about like the relationship that you're building versus the Instagramable moment, you know? Right. So, I right. think that's important. <laughs> that was real. That was real. But like you I said, egos you. get in the way. So you're not, I'm pretty sure you're not the only guy who's guilty of it. Um, yeah. But I love, love, love one having you on the podcast. I love talking about, you know, love almost killed you. And I feel like we can't leave this episode. Um, we're definitely going to find out where can we get the book? Where can we find you? But I feel like we also can't, um, you know, with the title alone, when I think about Love Almost Killed Me, for some people, it actually almost kills them, like literally physically, right? right. So we talked a lot about more like emotional abuse or emotional breakdown or hurt, but there's also physical abuse that ends up happening. I just want people to know as well, you know, whether love almost kills you through heartbreak and you're kind of going through the motions, but if it actually, if you're in a relationship where it is unsafe, please get out and please right. get help. Please don't be ashamed. Please don't feel like you're alone. Please don't feel like, you know, you're embarrassed or you, you know, you feel like you can't tell anyone, um, you know, as someone who has been in an abusive relationship before. And thank God I had people around me to say, Darcel, you need to get out. Um, you know, really being mindful of that and making sure that you listen to the people that love you. Um, because sometimes we can be, love can really blind us and love can really like, like you said, almost kill us if we allow that. And we don't want any of our listeners to have to go through that and just know that there's help. Like Jordan saw your, you saw uh, advice from your parents, like your tribe, you know, you went to therapy, same thing for myself. I sought out my tribe and, you know, went to therapy as well. So I just want all of our listeners to like, you know, just be mindful of that. If you're going through, you don't have to go through alone, you know? 100%. That's so important. And you just got to remember that you have a heart and a brain. Yes. You can't let you can't let your heart cloud your judgment at all. You got to be smart when it comes to what you're willing to compromise with and who you're letting into your life. That's like 100% important. Absolutely. And nothing is worth your peace, your sanity, your livelihood, nothing. No one on this earth is worth that um, because someone should be coming to your life to add to your life versus take away from it. So. Yeah, so tell us where can we get this book because it sounds juicy um, and relatable. So tell us where we can get the book and how everybody can follow you. So everyone can follow me. Um, my Instagram is, my Instagram account is an author named Jordan. So if you type it in, an author named Jordan, it'll pop up. I'm trying to force more people to my, my author page because yes. everyone knows my main account. So um, you can go on there. Uh, everything is in the bio in terms of where you could purchase the book. If you have um, Amazon, Kindle, all you got to do is just type my name in. Everything will pop right up. Um, 
also my website um is a world ran by clout um so like that's everything you can go on my website and you can find it as well awesome and we'll make sure to drop it in the show notes for the podcast youtube um so that way everybody who wants to get the book can get the book and i just thank you so so much thank for you coming on this episode and um just really sharing this new product this new creation this new chapter of your life yes everybody get the book love almost killed me um i i can't wait to just like start reading and highlighting and just sharing you know with friends and so guys i already ordered my book so y'all gotta order yours and I am just so grateful to you, Jordan. It's a full circle moment for us where we worked behind the cameras together. Now it's like being able to have you on the show. I'm just so, so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. I'm in your corner 100%. Whatever you need, you already know. And same. So when book tours and everything starts popping, let your girl know. I will buy my ticket. Okay. I will promote and all of that. So Absolutely. I'm there. I'm with you 100%. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Now, don't forget to click the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. I'll be bringing you a new episode every week. Also, don't forget to follow your host, your girl, Darcel Laurie, on IG, at Darcel World. And, of course, you know I love hearing from you, so make sure that you send all your questions, topics, even guests that you would love to hear from at mogultalkpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Mobile Talk with Darcel Laurie, where success is just a byproduct of who we are. Make sure to join us next week for another great episode. Until then, continue to talk and live like a mogul.